Blog Talk Radio. Off the chain, brother, it's off the chain. 
ladies and gentlemen, and as you all know by that song, Off the Chain, by Jamie Lee Parsons, which has now become my second mantra, this is Off the Chain, I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and it is Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, I want to welcome all of you to the show. Now, I know y'all get sick of hearing me say this, but too bad, because y'all have all been with me for two years. And when we started this show, I was happy with 5,000 listeners. I was happy with 10,000. And as it kept climbing, I was happy with whatever was out there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at the north side of 130,000 listeners just on the show. Yeah, I said it, 130,000 listeners. The show is two years old this month. To say that I am grateful, humbled, and appreciative, that's not enough words. And I know y'all say, well, Yvonne, you tell us this every night. Yes, I do, and I do for a reason, because I am very grateful. And it's like I tell y'all every night, this is not my show. It is all of your show. It's you, the listener. It's the guest. It's everybody else that is involved in this show that keeps coming back night after night, sharing the show, listening to the show, passing the show along, sending me guests, because y'all believe in the show. And I appreciate it. Now, there's two ways to get on this show. You can come on as a guest, or you can become a sponsor for the show. And all of y'all know, I tell you this every night, I'm not in it to get rich. I don't want to get rich. I just want to help each and every one of you succeed. So for 10 bucks for 30 days, whether I run four shows, 10 shows, 12 shows, Whatever shows I run in that month, and most of the time I run 16 shows because I run Wednesday through Saturday night unless I have to reschedule because y'all know my husband is very, very ill, the ad goes with the show. So for 30 days, for 10 bucks, I will do your ad for this show. All all y'all have to do either to be on the show or to run an ad on the show is to contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com or if you're my friend on Facebook, send me a message because... I have all kinds of people on this show. I have musicians, I have authors, I have politicians, I have people with a passion, people with a cause, people that just want a bitch. I'll talk about anything from religion to politics, and in the South that is a big taboo. You don't discuss religion and politics, but I don't care. I'll discuss it. I mean, if we don't have an open communication and open dialogue, we're all going to be dumb as a bag of rocks. We have, Even if we agree to disagree, we have to be open to discussion without the vitriol, without the hate, without the defensive posture, without the mudslinging. We just have a conversation. So with that being said, I want to do real quick housekeeping because we're heard in over 200 countries now, and we have well over 200,000 listeners with all the podcasts. And those of y'all that know, we are on Stitcher, we are on FM.com, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Reverb Nation, Podcast.com, Podcast Garden, iTunes, YouTube, um, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud and MixCloud. That's just the ones I know about. I just found two more today that I don't put it up on. Somebody else does. They're on my Facebook page. Go and check them out. So I want to say thank you to Australia because not only have are they the biggest listeners on this show at 90-some-odd percent. They helped one of the authors that has been on this show, who is also a sponsor for the show, become number one in Australia. Her name is Diane Moat, and she has a series of books called the Sam Holden series, 
And Sam Holden, as our favorite vigilante, is back. The third book in the series has just been released. In Dog Bones, Sam's quest to avenge abused animals is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other side. Will her double life be exposed? Will she be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Mote everywhere ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series yet, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to begin with Dog Gone by Diane Mote, and now it is free on Amazon. That's the first in the series. The second in the series is Dog Fight, and the third in the series is Dog Bone. But don't go now because we're just getting started. Also, another gentleman that has been on this show, who will be on the show again, his name is John Isaac Jones. And he has a short story book also available on Kindle called Alabama Stories. And the fun thing about these short stories is they're written from the perspective of a 12-year-old boy growing up in middle Alabama in the 19... 50s, early 60s, and if you know anything about rural Alabama, even to this day, some areas of that state are still so poor that I don't even know how those people get out of their own way, much less scratch out a living, and that's called Alabama Stories by John Isaac Jones. It is a fun and entertaining read, and before we get started, our last ad before we get started Author J. Traveler Pelton, who has also been on this show, she has a, a series called the Oberlin Trilogy. And the first in the series is The Infant Conspiracy. In 2018, the Oberlins are a shadow family, and the parents, Noel and Violet, along with their children, are very close-knit. They all work in the family firm. The children are supposed to take over the firm after the brothers return from their hitch with Uncle Sam so the parents can retire. But things go south real fast when a savage virus is turned loose on the unsuspecting public. Join the Oberlins as they set out to make the world a safer place. That is the Oberlin Trilogy. The first in the series is The Infant Conspiracy by J. Traveler Pelton. And with that being said, I want to welcome a guest tonight who is absolutely hysterical. This woman, she... She should do stand-up comedy if she's not already doing it. Her name is Amy Lyle, and she is an author. And after being a corporate trainer for 15 years, she went into shock when she got remarried and was trying to blend two households, four kids, two dogs, and several guinea pigs. Luckily, Amy saw the humor in all of it and wrote the Amy Benegar Kimes, I can't talk, Lyle Book of Failures. The funny memoir opens with, I've been married for 20 years, not to the same people, but 20 years nonetheless. The book has been a bestseller on Amazon for over a year, sitting next to some of her heroes like Trevor Noah, David Sedaris, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Jenny Lawson. She enjoys being, pub- she en- I can't talk tonight. Amy enjoys being a public speaker on the topic, why I shared my most mortifying moments and why you should too which has a message of seeing the humor in our failures and being more authentic in a very filtered world. She's a regular on Atlanta's popular morning show, Atlanta and & Company, and is a frequent guest on radio and podcast. She just started her first movie short, The Interviewers. The film was written and directed by Atlanta filmmaker Sam Jurgens. Amy's own film, Hashtag Fake Mom, 
which is a bridesmaids meets bad moms female-centric comedy, is in development with executive producer Suzanne Gerver. Welcome, Amy, and I'm sorry my tongue got tied, but it's that time of day. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. That was the nicest intro I've ever received, ever. Are you serious? (laughs) They're sweet. It, well, it's um, now, ladies and gentlemen. This is something Amy doesn't know about me yet, but she will soon learn. I only speak the facts, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And you know what? I do do stand-up comedy. See, I, how did I know that? I know the book kind of reads a little bit like stand-up comedy, little little vignettes. You know, if you were a Saturday Night Live fan, you know, it's kind of little little vignettes like that but i love stand-up comedy and there's certainly a timing you know to stand-up yes. comedy and i i hope to do more of it our kids are getting older and you know they're more independent so i hope to do more stand-up comedy but i i'm so lucky to get to to use that and mc you know um charity events and uh stuff like that so i really enjoy it and and the thing and like you said com- with stand-up comedy timing is everything the and the the thing that just ran through my head like a marathon runner as I'm seeing uh, Henny Youngman stand up and saying, take my wife, please. And it, it, <laughs> it, never, it never failed to get a lot. It laughs. Yes. I know. It, that's a famous line. That's and so it, funny. And it was, the, it was the timing of of that pause, and and people knew it was coming, but you, you had to laugh because it was always funny. Yes, and comedy is so personal. You know, I love um, you know, I love Jimmy Fallon who he starts to giggle. Ron White, also famous comedian, yes. starts to giggle before he gives you the punchline and it just makes me giggle that he giggles, you know, and I like Jim Gaffigan's funny voices. You know, I love Kevin Hart and his um uh, I love stories about, you know, his family, and that's that's the funniest thing, right? When people tell the truth about their upbringing and how funny that is. That's what's the best thing about comedy is usually it comes from, you know, your heart. It comes from some pain and suffering. <laughs> well, and, and back to Ron White, the, his, he's known for two things. I had the right to remain silent, but I did not have the ability. <laughs> and he's Atlanta. He lives right here. Yeah. And, and, and so is Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff yes, Foxworthy's Jeff Foxworthy is so funny, too. His children went to Greater Atlanta Christian School, which is where my my father helped build that school years ago in Gwinnett County. Oh, wonderful! And Jeff Foxworthy's children went to that school. So the man is just amazing in his own right, and he also knows how to deliver. Yes, and he does a lot of good things for our city. I mean, yes, he, does, he does a lot of good things for the world, but he does a lot of good things for Atlanta. We love well, him. We love Jeff, let, Jeff Foxworthy. And, and ladies and gentlemen, she's not even a native Atlantean. I mean, she's, I'm she's, not. She's a transplant, but we'll adopt her because her husband is, and and she just fits right in with us. She, you would think she was from Georgia, the way she's behaving. I mean, she. Just, <laughs> you know, I was shocked with all that. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and did you go to church on Sunday? I was shocked with that because I'm from the north, and now. <laughs> I just, oh my goodness, if my kids did not say yes, ma'am, I would just have a heart attack. It's, um, I like would. it. I like the formality. I mean, some people, um, they don't like it. It's off-putting. But um, if you knew people's intentions were, you know, just to be uh, respectful to elders, and you know, I like the idea behind it. Behind I even it. say I like yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, too. If, if, like, if I'm at McDonald's, and, I do and too. Thank young- you, ma'am. Sure. 
Uh-huh. There's a kid behind the counter, and they're asking me a question. I'll say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, the counter. I say, just, it's respect. Just take it and go mm-hmm. with it. It's understanding. It's not being a smartass. It's being respectful because my grandmother would rise up, both of them would rise up from their graves and beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I like it. But I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Ohio, so they're pretty um, – down to earth people. They're not, um, you know, they're not. They're known for being very um, authentic and nice. They're very nice uh, people yes. in um, Ohio. Sure. And and I have to one, give a shout out to my home state. <laughs> one can almost say that Ohio borders on Southern because Ohioans have some Southern ways, and that they are respectful. They're down to earth. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't put on airs. No, they do not. You know, what's so funny, Yvonne, is um, my husband is native Atlanta, and, you know, Sherman, of course, is Ohio. He just gives him a heart attack. And so when he introduces me to people, he always says I'm from southern Ohio to east the blow. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, she's from southern Ohio. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Well, you've got to understand, down in the south, we never got over the War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> That's true. Okay, this and, is such a funny story. My kids, you know, if you're from Atlanta, I, okay, I'm from I'm from Ohio, and so we study the Civil War for a very short period of time. Really, honestly, they just study it for a short period of time. The same amount uh-huh. you study World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea. They they just study it and they move on. But in Atlanta, you know, in Georgia, they study that war year oh, after yeah. year after year. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. um, one time my kids were maybe in eighth grade, and I think they have a really heavy-hitting uh, Georgia studies class that year, seventh or eighth grade. And um, this little girl, was they're talking about the war, and I said, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. It feels like you've been studying the Civil War since you were in kindergarten. And, you know, Ohio, it was just a chapter in the book. And the little girl looked at me, and she's like, well, maybe it's because you guys lost. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, we won. It's like they never tell them that they lost. <laughs> no, no, because in our minds we didn't. It, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, it. you know, y'all lost, right? Like you lost. <laughs> we didn't lose. We just like, took it. Exactly. She said it so sweetly. She's like, Miss Lyle, maybe it's because you guys lost. I was like, No, you lost. <laughs> but, uh. but wait, see, and we 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 are taught. The Civil War from the from from the cradle, and we cut our teeth on it, and it's it's as much of our genetic makeup as breathing, and it's not because of anything in particular except the Southern pride that that certain people try to take away from us. They they don't understand why we're proud to be Southerners. Well, they got to understand most true Southerners hailed from Scotland and Ireland because the British sent them over here as political prisoners. So we've been fighting over our lives. Yes. Yes. And uh, that's that's kind of, I think that's the history of Australia, correct? They kind of sent. Yes, the uh, same thing. Yeah. That's why they're so feisty over there. I love them. Yes, absolutely. Because it's, and, and I, I didn't realize it until I started studying our family's history. And even my children, now my children are, 200-some-odd years removed from the Civil War. But they are so proud of being Southerners when when people who don't know them 
try to take them on, they really bite off more than they can chew because they get <laughs> <laughs> There is a sweetness about um, Southerners that's real. I mean, they, you know, I, I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but I bet there's, you know, more beauty queens um, out of the South probably than anywhere else. They have a real um, authentic sweetness because that's the way they were raised. Yes. It's not a weakness. No. They're strong women. They're strong women, but they have this kind of deferential, I don't know what it is, but they're they're it's, unique. Uh, I think they're unique ladies. They, Southern, and this goes, again, back, way, way back. Southern women, we call it an iron fist and a velvet glove. Ah. Because on the outside, we may appear to be sweet and kind and naive and innocent and you can walk all over me and I won't say anything. But if you back us into a corner, hurt one of our children, somebody we love, or just get us on a really bad day, along with bless your heart, which can be an insult or a compliment depending on the context of the conversation, we can get meaner than, as my grandmother used to say, a striped snake. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, they can. <laughs> I've had grown men run from me, and I never raised my voice. Mm, you probably have that look. It's the look, and mm-hmm. it, it's the tone, and it's the words. You know, words have power. You know that. Words have power. And well, I, you know, it's so funny. Um, my husband and I, you know, we're we're blended. We're trying to raise four kids. And um, our styles are very different. He is more a bark, you know, a loud person, and I just... I'm not going to lie, I do get a certain satisfaction of staying calm, uh-huh. like, um, you know, I asked you to do that and you didn't, and so give me your car keys, and then I'm like, bye. You know, I just, I, <laughs> you know, and they're just like, ah, and I do get a certain satisfaction of staying calm, like you did not do what you were told to do, and there is a consequence, and there's no need to scream and yell. They know what they did wrong, and they know the consequence, so, and, you know, he just, he gets so angry, but... Well, oh, we're trying, Yvonne. We're trying to raise these nice kids that will go out and hopefully do something good in the world and help people. That's what we're trying they, to get them to do. They'll be fine. Trust me, they will be fine. <sighs> the thing is, as, as in being in corporate America, I was in corporate America for many, many years, from the time I was five years old. And, and That's know, illegal. Well, I worked for my father, so it wasn't. <laughs> just teasing. <laughs> so when I learned that the quieter – especially females, the quieter we talk and the more carefully we choose our words, even when we're, you know, fire is spitting from our eyes and our skin is splitting from our skull, but the quieter we talk and, and the more calm we are, people lean in because we want they want to hear what we're saying. We can be telling them to go to hell, never use that term, and they're asking for directions because they so want to understand what we're saying. <laughs> That's my favorite Eddie Murphy. I love Eddie Murphy. He's so funny. I wish he would do more stand up, you know. He did, you know, a couple tours or whatever and then he mm-hmm. started making movies, but I love it when he talks about, you know, these um, you know, crazy girlfriends or, you know, whatever and then he's like, But the most dangerous ones are like That's okay. Why don't you just go to sleep? <laughs> You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, "That's the one you. That's the one you're scared of. The one that's like, that's yes. okay." 
I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and you'll never know you're dead. <laughs> exactly. You will not know if it hits you. <laughs> now, let's talk about Amy. I know, let, just ladies, and just sit back and enjoy the hour because it's going to fly by so fast. And we're going to bring her back, I promise. What you have a... I found something that you, one of your quotes, and I absolutely love it. I'm going right, to tape it, it to on my refrigerator. <laughs> and it says, I'm not a failure. I'm just having a little bit of trouble right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's my motto. I am not a failure. I'm just having a little bit of trouble right now. Aren't we all? I love it. Because <sighs> it's just another bump in the road. We didn't fail. We just fell down for a minute. <laughs> I know. I think people are really scared of failure, and I know I've seen that in my own children. They, you know, go the easy route with something because they don't want to fail. And um, really, everything that you led up to, I think the first few years out of college, you're just figuring out what you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, that's not a failure. You're figuring out. You're just refining yourself. And um, you and I have a lot in common with, you know, we both changed our lives later in life. Yeah, and, and so and, and um, I don't years, look at what, yeah. For, for years I thought I was a failure till I woke up one morning. I said, I'm not a failure. I had been afraid to try. That was the failure, not going out and trying it. Right. Well, when you have a book called The Book of Failures, I have, it, it's like nothing bad can happen to me. Like, really, the worst stuff that goes on, I'm like, I, that's just another chapter for another book. So it's giving me this immense, freedom and um something beautiful that's come out of it are people that um every every friday on my facebook page i always put one of my friday fails you know like um okay i already took i already know what i'm going to do tomorrow the, i went in to get the ice cream out of the refrigerator and the ice cream is the exact same shape as the OxyClean box. And so I had the OxyClean in the freezer, and I had the ice cream in the laundry room. They look ex – they're exactly the same color. They, they Literally, they, I'm going to put it on there tomorrow. They're the same size box, and they're the same weight. They're like, OxyClean's pretty heavy. And so, you know, I'll put that on I'll put that on tomorrow. You know, one time I put on there I burnt the spaghetti and then I showed a picture like I didn't burn the spaghetti in the pan, like I actually caught the box of pasta on you know, on fire. <laughs> and um and what's so funny is then people uh they comment their fails and it's so funny and you know, everybody laughs for a second and you feel less alone. That's the thing, you feel less alone. And now it's so cute on Facebook people if it's if it's Tuesday they're like, Amy, I cannot wait till Friday, I have to share this this fail with you and it just warms my heart that like they they failed in some way, but yet they're happy because they can share it and make other people laugh. You know, I just love that. I love it. Well, and and that is so true because it, on that that's why we call the show off the time. We never know what's going to happen. And because my husband is ill, there's many nights like today's been a really bad day. So mm -hmm. by the time I get ready for my show, I'm brain stupid. I twist over my tongue. I fall over my mouth. I can't get my words out. Do I get upset about? No, it just is. Let's laugh about it and move on. <laughs> I know. What are you going to do? Really? You know, I actually have a whole chapter. I cannot pronounce anything. I inherit it from my father. And, um, you know, my, my girlfriend is a, um, oh, uh, oh gosh, what do, you, what do you call them when they help people? Oh, it's not physical therapist, speech therapist. She's a speech, speech therapist. And so I was asking her about it. I was looking it up online. I'm like, is it this? Is it this? And she's like, um, I think it's probably that you grew up in Appalachia. <laughs> 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 and 
and I did. I grew up in the heart of Appalachia. She's I like, love I love it. She's like, I think that's probably your problem. I'm like, oh, you're probably right. <laughs> oh, Lord. ladies and gentlemen, this is off the chain, and this is your host Yvonne Mason, laughing with tears running down her face with my guest author Amy Lal. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to have to take a break for a minute for me to collect myself. I may have to go to the little girl's room and change my underwear because I might have peed a little. And um, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be right back and talk about um, getting married, lower your expectations. So we will be right back. Do <laughs> you have cougars on your porch swing? <coughs> Our horse is your new best friend. <coughs> Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit QuinnWildlifeArt.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree. It's a hoot. A struggling city, its beloved baseball team, an antique camera, and photos from that camera that bear an image from the pit of hell, an entity only a select few can see. Journalism professor Buddy Cullen is determined to track this demon down. But who is the hunter and who is the prey? And who will be the next target of mankind's mortal foe? Mortal Foe. Available at Amazon.com. Hi, this is Winona and Jade inviting you to join us and our wonderful guests on the And I Thought Women's Cave podcast on Blog Talk Radio to learn more about our books, the And I Thought series, and the Misfits. Guys, they're available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. Or just to see what your ladies are up to, you can find all of that out on www.andwethought.com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade and our book. <laughs> <laughs> you so silly. You silly. Remember Did you that? That's funny. <laughs> Remember to visit us at andwethought.com. The book Ruined Days is at Amazon. Is it true? Travis's dad ruined America's day on November 22, 1963. Travis is still feeling the repercussions. He sets out from Kansas to ruin some days himself. Why? He's really, really pissed. When the same people who killed JFK kills his aunt and a new girlfriend... They become the hunted. Amazon by Ganat Wise. Ruined. The year, 1888. The place, London's East End. Dead and mutilated bodies are popping up all over, from Stamford to Whitechapel. Jack the Ripper is leaving his mark, and the city's on edge. Yvonne Mason is back with a tale of murder and millinery. The Rhodes Hat Factory is booming while the body count rises. Why now? How are these hats connected? 
Has the Hatter gone mad? Mad Hatter, Yvonne Mason. Available now on Amazon.com. And we are back with Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest author, Amy Lyle, and we are having way too much fun. But that's okay, because it's off the chain, and that's what we do here. Before the break, I gave them a little teaser about um, something that I found that, that you wrote about called Getting Married, Lower Your Expectations. And boy, howdy, that is so true, because as as girls, as little girls, we all have this dream that Prince Charming's going to come in on his white horse and sweep us off his, off our feet, and we're going to live happily ever after. Our children will be perfect. Our home will be perfect. Our life will be perfect. Our hair will be perfect. Our clothes. Will... I'm getting tired thinking about it. That ain't true. I uh, know that's not true at all. And you know, I think the message is changing, don't you? Like. Um, when we were kids, you know, growing up, we were uh, loved all the princesses, and you know that was that was the message, right? And these, uh-huh. you, you either, you know, you fell asleep and you got a man, or you you had to change species. Like Ariel was, you know, mermaid fish, then she'd change into a person to get a man. But it was all about getting a man, and I love it. In the last ten years, the message has really changed to more finding yourself and pro woman, and it's nice. It's, it's well, changing with the and, times, and and this is and what I taught my girls and my son is look before you can have a decent relationship because no relationship is perfect but before you can have a decent good relationship with someone else a you've got to know yourself who you are you have to be true to yourself. You have to understand that you have flaws, and it's okay to have flaws, and you can't be picking your mate's flaws out like grapes off a vine and throwing them at them because you're really picking out your own flaws. Yeah, and I think that marriage is, is – there's a lot of good things about marriage, and then also it's a lot of laundry. Yes. Mm-hmm. A, a lot, lot of stuff. Because we stuff. we bring our past to the present with us. Well, oh, yeah, and people sometimes get married too soon or they get into a relationship too soon or they um, – I read this study the other day. You would love this, and I, I'd like to know what you think about it and your audience thinks about it, where it said the more people spend on a wedding, the shorter the marriage. And I could I see where that. that would be true. I could see where people get so enthralled with the idea and the over-the-top when, when really, you know, you could go go wherever you're going to be married at the end of the day, you know, the justice of the peace or whatever. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying you're still married without it, the it, giant, you know, million-dollar weddings that movie stars have or whatever. And, um, and it doesn't I, make I, it any more real, and it doesn't make it any mm-mm. more permanent. It almost makes it less real, like those poor women on those reality shows when they're doing these – you know, high adrenaline dates, but that's yeah. not real life. Like, you know, you know, tell me, tell me what happens when you have a, a bout of the stomach flu, you know, and you're on an airplane. Like that's real life. Real life is not you're flying, you know, all over the world, exotic places and $10 million homes. That's not, that's not real life. Or, or when your spouse becomes ill and you know they're dying and you are their caregiver 24-7, you can't change the situation. All you can do is accept it and take what time you've got and be grateful for it. That's life. That is um, real love. That's real love. 
because you're you know it's 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 past the um chemical like you know i just want to jump in bed with you it's past all that it's integrity and respect and uh that's that's amazing that kind of love that that was another thing that we were taught by our parents and our grandparents Mm -hmm. Mhm. my grandma used to say when i i remember when i was getting married for the first time and she said um There'll be good decades, and there'll be bad decades. Yep. <laughs> and there were, there are, there are good decades and bad decades. And, and you got to be able to to keep a balance and understand that even though you're having a, a crappy day tomorrow, the sun's going to come up. I mean, today the sun's going to come up tomorrow. So you give it 24 hours and you work through it. And and marriage is a commitment. A relationship is a commitment. You don't throw your children away because they screw up and you take their car keys. You don't throw your spouse away because they mess up and don't pick up their underwear. I mean, it's foolish. Yeah, it's interesting. The, um, I'm kind of worried about our kids, actually, even though we, you know, we try to ground them and they, they do, you know, we have them helping others a lot and try to expose them to something outside of their little, their little bubble and, you know, try, try to show them the world and, and, um, I, I, but they still, you know, the social media impact, I think, on our children, it's just this insatiable desire to be seen and to be liked. And that's really not real life. I mean, your your boss isn't like that. I mean, do the project, great, now do another one. It's not exactly. all these – it's, it's going to be interesting. Our kids are still – uh, you know, one is going into her second year of college, one's going to her first year of college, and then we have two other ones in high school. And so it's um, – I mean, they've worked as waiters and waitresses and, and stuff like that, so they've got a little taste of the real world, but it's going to be interesting when they, you know, have, quote, a real job of the shock of – it's just not like that. It's, that's why they or, call or it work. When or when their their boss yells at them and they can't go to a quiet place with their blanket and their bubbles and their coloring books because there's no safe spaces. It's called the real world. You suck it up and you go on and you say, okay, I screwed up and let me fix it. Yeah, and it's not about you. I mean, exactly. unless somebody's doing, you know, abusive or harassing or something like that, your job is to make your boss look good. And it's exactly. just it's just like our kids now, it's like, but why, but why? And, you know, sometimes I do tell them why, and sometimes I'm like, because I'm older and wiser and I know better, and it's the same for your boss, you know what I mean? It's like, just do it. And, and, he, um, and he signs your paycheck. He signs your paycheck, and good things will come to those that make their boss look good. I mean, always acting with integrity, but you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. not about you. It's not your company, and just because you would do something differently, maybe you can earn the right to discuss that, but right now, just zip it and get in there and you know, do it. Work hard. <laughs> oh, now, these kids. They'll, they'll they'll find out. Trust me. They will. <laughs> they will. They'll, they'll know. Mine did. All all of mine did. They all found out because they all. Mother used to tell me, Vine, you wanted to start at the top. I said, Mother had high aspirations, but I always knew that I had to start at the bottom. But I worked my way to the top. I never took no for an answer, but I did it in such a way that the the guy the boss's heads were spinning because of that. Southern gentleness. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh, that's so funny you say that. I was a nanny in college for these very, very wealthy families, and I really, truly believed that when I graduated from college, I was going to be their neighbor and just buy a house in their neighborhood. Like I didn't know anything about money. Or, you know what I, mean? I really did. I'm like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going right next door, and um, that's not the way it went down, Yvonne. That's not the way no. it went down. No. no so I try to educate my kids on that. Like, you know, that's not how it's going to happen. You're going to you know, 
start at the bottom like everyone else. And real life's going to get in the way. <laughs> exactly. I was so you, disappointed. I'm like, that's the whole. That's the paycheck for the whole a year. That's what you're only paying me that for twelve months. What? What? Are you sure? <laughs> and who is Python? Why is he taking my money? Boy, did did reality slap you in the face in a hurry? Yes. Yes. Now it did. you um also wrote something that I, I can relate to so well, except. I reinvented myself in my 50s. You say three three reasons women change their lives after 40. One of them has to be menopause because that's when women usually start going through menopause. <laughs> 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 and 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 human nature is, as a general rule, by that time the kids are pretty much grown. Mm-hmm. Women are either looking for an outside interest or a, an interest period because if they've been stay-at-home moms, God love them, they, that, that, that was their world, and their world has, has changed. And if they don't evolve, then they become old, bitter, and cranky. Right. That's what that article – I can't believe you found that article. That's so funny. That was a Cynthia Good article. I wrote that a long time ago. And I can't remember, there are three R's, but it was, to your point, it was like one of them is reinvent. Like something happened, somebody, you, a divorce situation, or you lost your job, or your, you know, your spouse passed away, and you have to literally reinvent yourself, or you're fired. You know, one of them is like, you know, reinvest. Maybe you stepped out of the workforce. But um, it can be done. I mean, people people do it, and, um, you know, well, look at, hopefully look at you're you, not you, thrown into it all at once. I'm sorry, excuse me? You came you came out of corporate America. You were a yes. corporate trainer. I know what corporate trainers do. That's a very high-stress job. You came out of corporate America. You reinvented. Not only did you reinvent yourself, you remarried, had more children, blended. See, I have a blended family, too, and but there's a kick to my blended family, which I'll tell you in a minute. But I went to college at 52, 52 53 years old because – the man that I was married to decided he wanted a divorce because the grass was green on the other side, and I was devastated. And you had to pay the bills. Yeah, well, I've been paying bills since I was five, six years old, because I've always worked, but it was just the thought that one day he decided, okay, I'm done, I'm, I'm leaving, and he left me a note, and I thought, well, you... But anyway, so I said, okay, now it's time for me. Mm-hmm. I, I have nobody to answer to but myself. What do I want to do? And I went out and did it. Yes, that's an amazing story. And, you know, some people can't do that full time right away, right? But they can do a little bit of it. And so if you have a passion for writing, you can start writing, being a contributor for a magazine or an online publication or whatever. Or if you have passion for art or you have passion for acting, you have passion for whatever, you have passion for owning a restaurant or whatever, you can start doing that part time to get you know, knowledgeable about it and get some more experience and then possibly grow it into something full-time. Like not, not that many people can just go full on, you know, quit their 40 hour a week job and make money in their passion right away. It takes, it takes some time. I mean, if you have the financial means to do that, that's great. But most people, um, you know, why not get started now? If that's, if that's, you know, something in your heart that's like nudging you, like you should write your own memoir, or you've got this great murder mystery story in your brain, or you've always wanted to learn a language, like you might not have tomorrow. So do it do, today. Start, start, yeah, start now. Carpe diem. 
That's right. That's Latin, ladies and gentlemen, for seize the day. That's right. That's the Marine Corps' motto, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because, Amy, would it be fair to say that men and women, not just women, but men and women get so caught up in the rat wheel of being, quote, unquote, successful, prestigious, and notable that they forget themselves i think that's true and also your your um bills sometimes prohibit you from being yourself you just start making money and then your lifestyle you know grows and all of a sudden you want your kids in private school and all of your kids you you know you have this car payment or whatever and um, sometimes that's dream killing soul it's soul draining and um you know it 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 may sometimes I hear you know every successful person like Oprah Winfrey or you know all these you know Bill Gates or Steve Jobs say you know it's not about the money it was never about the money and and now I'm this and I'm kind of like but really could they say that if they hadn't taken the journey I think only exactly. because they had the journey that led to success that now they can look back and say oh okay it's it's not the material things that make me happy but if you if you've never had tell that to a really um desolate person you know my dad always says like money isn't um everything until you don't have any and then when you don't have any you know that's a real thing if you can't pay your mortgage or you know whatever so um i think that's kind of easy for people to say like oh it's not about the money well it's because they have a lot of money you know, but when you're following your passion, you and I both know we do a lot of stuff for free. Yes. You know, you do a lot of stuff for free to get your to get your name out there, and um, I'm so lucky because I'm in this great community of a lot of women that, you know, we found each other. And one of my girlfriends even does a blog on changing her life after 40, and um, we we're really supportive of each other, and um, it's so nice. And and nobody just quit and started doing it. It was always, you know, they had a real job and they started, you know, their hobby kind of on the side, making money, making money. And they, you know, within a couple of years, they earned enough income that they could quit that corporate job. And it's really exciting. And we try to support each other, you know, all we can. It's really nice. Well, and I have a brother that's mentally and physically challenged. And one thing that I learned from him is that, it's not about how much money he makes because he doesn't in the in the big picture he doesn't make copious amounts of money but it's the love that he has for what he does that has made him well-rounded richer than probably any of us even the richest person in the world because he was allowed to pursue his dream and make he gave himself permission to make that dream real and he went after it even when he was told no isn't that amazing and did you did you find that when you were writing your book you just kind of got in the zone and it's this yes. like happy zone and you you could work on it in the morning you could work on it at night you could work on it get up in the middle of the night with an idea and people might think you're crazy and the financial return on that may be big may be small but it really didn't matter and that's not what you were thinking about when you were writing you just had the story inside of you that you had to get out and um and so that's you know I hate it when people have beautiful books and they're too shy or they don't know how to you know, publish it or whatever they they need to get it out and publish afraid. it. <laughs> it. 
what it is is they're too afraid of rejection. Right. They don't sure. give themselves permission to go and and make that dream real because they're afraid. What if somebody doesn't like it? Well, not everybody's gonna like it. That's a given. I could tell you stories. That's not the purpose. And no, you're not gonna get rich. But you have to not at the end of your days go shoulda woulda coulda. But I guess you know some people they may because they got it out and they told their story and it's in the drawer and they can touch it and they can see it. Maybe that's enough. But you're right. You if you are doing anything in the public eye, anything I don't care if it's a blog or a podcast or your podcast or your writer or actor, you will get criticized. You're just going to catch people on the wrong day. And I used to get mad about that, but I don't really get mad about it. Now I'm just really, I'm really sad because I'm like, if you're reading, you know, a funny memoir and I'd say in there, I, you know, fell down a bunch of steps and I had, you know, cheeseburger underwear on and my whole skirt rolled up to my, my bra and I, you know, pooped my pants at a concert. Like, you know, if you can't laugh at life's funniest moments that we've all had, what, what kind of state of mind are you in? That you're so sad, 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 and so now it doesn't. I really, it doesn't make me mad. It makes me sad. And and they're missing out on so much, Amy. They are missing out on some of the most fun times of their life, and that is the moment that they're in. I know, and you know what? I think sometimes people that it's so weird people would buy my book because it says it's a funny memoir. I mean, it's that's what it is. It's a humorous memoir. It's like you mentioned. It's with Tina Fey and David Sedaris and Danny Lawson. It's with the Kevin Hart. It's with the other funny memoirs. I do stand-up comedy. And so it's fun. It's weird that I wonder what books they do like because it's kind of like if they are that, if somebody cannot laugh at themselves, they normally can't laugh at anyone else either. You know what I mean? Well, They're so sad, I guess. It's I, sad. I learned a long time ago that if I laugh at myself first, then I right. take away the weaponry from others that might laugh at me. Then they start laughing with me. Then it becomes <laughs> right. a big joke, and who cares? <laughs> right. I know. It's so funny how I love the stories of funny people, how their sense of humor arrived. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm doing this new comedy uh, bit, and um, it opens with, you know, I was born in a Midwestern town with Midwestern values. And, you know, and every night before my sister and I went to bed, my parents were like, you know, before our prayers are like, you know, never miss a day of work. Save your money. But above all, remember, you are not special. <laughs> like, that was, yeah, that was my sister and I's upbringing. Like, the world will still spin around if you die. Like, they were, you know, they're very stoic and don't call attention to yourself. And so it's so funny that... You know, so they have one kid that's like, woo, you know, an actor. And then they have one kid that's, you know, my sister, um, uh, you know, was a very, very shy, quiet, quiet person. But funny in her own way. Well, for years and years and years and years, I, I was very um, close, very, call it shy, call it afraid to put myself out there. Sure. And then I woke up one morning and I thought, well, that's kind of stupid, Yvonne, because <laughs> you're the funniest person that you know. <laughs> Right, you're like I gotta break out of this. Share yeah, this the world. is wrong. <laughs> and look what you did. Oh, you know, it just with the support, the the people like you that that come on the show and and pay it forward, and we've just had so much fun. 
Yeah, and you're bringing, I like that you, you know, what you do is you do bring light into the world. You know what I mean? And you let people highlight their passions and tomorrow's another day. And, you know, yeah. everybody, no, everybody has a story. I mean, I, nobody is an overnight success. Nobody is an overnight success. So it's very, they, I think it's very they, encouraging to listen to podcasts and listen to people, how they got to point A to point B and all the stuff that they overcame, but they kept going and it, and it worked, worked out, you know, it's, uh, it's very inspiring. And, and what happens is people that are out there that say, well, I could never do this because I'm a full-time mom. God love you. That, that is all the more reason why you should, because you're going to go insane if you don't. <laughs> Yeah, and you have a lot of funny stories. You have yes. a lot of interesting stories. If you're not into humor, you have a lot of interesting stories to tell when you're a mom because so much stuff's going on in the dynamics of the neighborhood and oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. And, and, and children, if you pay attention, there's two things. If you pay attention to children and animals, they can be the funniest creatures on earth. Oh, yeah. Our kids are fun. I mean, they're driving us crazy, but they are pretty funny. And, and they come up with some of the most off-the-wall things. Yes, yes. Like my husband yelling at my daughter, like you need to have self control. And Maddie's <laughs> like, it looks like you need to have self control. <laughs> you know, she's from well the mouth played. of babes, and he's like, okay, you're right. <laughs> I do need to have more self control. Well played, <laughs> daughter. Well around. played. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, don't disrespect your father. That was, you're right, but don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> she's just calling it like she saw it, Mom. I mean, I, I know she does. She, I, I, there's a great uh, attorney position probably in the works for that one. She's very clever. I love <laughs> I it. I hope she uses um, her her smarts for good and not evil. Let's hope. Well, a little evil is is always good in a in a nice Southern woman. Just a little, right on the. The dark, the dark side, just a little of the dark side, because it makes us mysterious. And she makes is people, very mysterious. See, it makes people wonder what we've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I know it's going to be interesting to see how, where they land, you know. But I know that, you know, everybody doesn't go from point A to point B in a straight line. Some people, you know, go all all over the place. So you have to let them, they know right from wrong, and now it's their, they got to, they got to find their own level. They they do. They got to make their own way. So it's, a, it's you are not going to believe this, my dear, but our hour is almost up. That's it. Yes. Wow, that went fast. Do you see now why I made the suggestion I made? Because we hadn't even scratched the surface of the thing. I know. I didn't even get to say some of my funny lines, like I know using Facebook to get a reprieve from laundry and having sex <laughs> with my husband. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. See, so you've got to come back. I would love to come back. That's that's the greatest um, compliment somebody a, a podcaster could give a person is to say, "Come, please come back." At, well, see, and that's why I sent you the message that I sent you because you could practice your um, stand up here on the show. I would love that. So think that would about. Be so fun. Remember the suggestion I made to you. Think about it. Let me know. But if, even if you oh, say my no, answer that is I, yes. Okay, so we'll set up once a month for you to come back. Well, let's ask your viewers if they like that. Oh, they will. Trust me. Okay. We'll start. We'll start it in January. So start getting your little marketing stuff together, and we'll just we'll we'll think of a catchy name for it. Oh, that'll be and fun. By then, I'll have my uh, second book out. There you go. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna, ladies and gentlemen, you you heard it first here tonight. Amy Lyle is going to become a regular part of the show once a month, starting in January. We'll let y'all know the, the day, and we'll let you know the the name of the kitschy little show, and it's going to be fun. And but, I love collaboration. Collaboration is fun. Yes, and it keeps you out there. Yes. I'm out there, Yvonne. I am out there. But we both are. <laughs> so with that being said, my darling girl, and I'm serious about this, think of what you want to call the show and okay. get you some little, uh, however you want us to advertise it, we'll start advertising it and we'll start blasting it out there. In the meantime, tell the folks where you can be found, where your book can be found. Sure. Um, okay, first of all, somebody has a funny fail. I'm wrapping up my second book called The Book of Failures, Friends Edition. And if your viewers have a funny fail about being on an airplane, a ridiculous coworker, or boss, or relationship fail, it could be a story or it could be one-liner. And they don't have to write the story. They could just give me the highlights of it, and I can, I'll put it together. And if they're like a writer or they have a blog or something, I would be happy to credit them. You know, like, uh, you know, Yvonne, if you give me a story, I'll say, you know, uh, contributed, you know, by off the chain um, podcaster Yvonne. You know, I, I would give you credit. So um, anyway, they can do that at www.amylyle.me, um, and my Facebook page is Amy Lyle as well, and my Instagram is author Amy Lyle, and Twitter is Amy Lyle as well. Pretty much, if you search Amy Lyle, and the book is uh, the Amy Benegar Chemist Lyle Book of Failures, and um, but if you just look up Book of Failures, it should come up. You know, in that, or if you remember Funny Memoir, or you know, come up under Funny Memoirs. And it's on Amazon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's on Amazon, and that's so exciting. It's in Barnes & Noble, the store. Someone took a picture and sent it to me. That's really Great. rare for a self-published author. I was so yes, excited. Very I was well so excited. Done. Yeah, and people can listen to it. It's on Audible. And uh, then, you know, of course, the ebook and then a paperback. And, and I was telling Yvonne in the paperback that it's not – there's a picture of me with my dress tucked into my underwear, and they did Photoshop my butt cheeks. My butt <laughs> cheeks – I'm going to get uh, – those are the butt cheeks that I want, and I'm working towards those butt cheeks, but they did Photoshop them. They look perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so I want to thank Amy for being here tonight. She's absolutely hysterical. And tomorrow night we will return at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time here at Off the Chain. And as you know, there's – something I say every night when we close the show, and that is people will forget your name, they will forget what you look like, but they will never, ever, ever forget how you make them feel. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to achieve greatness, please don't ask permission. Just go out and do it. Give yourself permission to achieve your dream because we only go around once. And I hope that every one of you understand that you are special to me, every single one of you, guest and listener alike. And I hope that when we do this show, and even when we're away from this show, that you understand that I hope that I make you feel excellent because y'all all are very special to me. So remember, we will be back tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time here at Off the Chain. Go and get Amy Lyle's book. It is absolutely hysterical. It's called The Book of Failures. And learn to laugh at yourself because... Life is funny, I'm telling you. We, our lives are hysterically funny if we just sit back and look at it and think about it. Nothing is that devastating. Trust me. 
Nothing is that devastating. So until tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, when we once again go off the chain, author Amy Lyle and I wish that you all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening and that you love yourselves and love each other because life is fleeting. Be kind to yourself, be kind to your children, and we will see you here again tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Okay, we're off the air, but everything we say is going up in the archive part of the show. But what I wanted to tell you is when I get off from here, I will, um, in the show archives, I'm going to put the link up on my page, and I'm going to tag you in it. And this is one of my gifts to you, is you take the show and run with it, put it everywhere. Tomorrow it goes up on Spreaker and SoundCloud and MixCloud and Podcast.com and Podcast Garden and iTunes and YouTube and TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, FM.com, Stitcher, and Spreaker. And when I put them all up, I will send you as many links as I can get my hands on so that you can also share those. Yes, thank you. And, you know, I'll share them everywhere. I wish I had a million followers, but I did. I know the woman that runs our county website, and I told her they have 43,000 followers, and they're pretty good. I mean, I can't get, I can't go on there and be like, buy my book, but I, but I go on there and like, um, Forsyth County's, you know, own Amy Lyle, you know, featured on, you know, blah blah blah. They're, they're pretty good about letting me do that, and so that's a big, that's a, you know, and and, you know, they've been good about. Uh, being interested in what I'm doing, so, um, but I'll put it everywhere. I'll put it on LinkedIn. I'll put. I even put it on yeah. Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest is good. Sam, you need to hook up with me on LinkedIn if you haven't already. Oh yeah, I'll look you up. Yeah, I probably, I, I probably, I do. I put. Um, I, I did. I, I posted this on LinkedIn too today. Because I am on LinkedIn, I'm everywhere. I've got five or six different pages, along with everything else that I do. But um, and also. What night is good for you? If you if you're not sure yet, think about it. Let me know. So I'll go ahead and, and you know put it in the book, and then. Do you have a re- recommendation, Yvonne, for a day? Any well, the first Wednesday of every month is already locked in. Okay. So any night that's good for you, baby. Because at um, this this yeah. is a collect. Co- that word I can't pronounce tonight. Oh, collaborative. That, that um, word. <laughs> I, I knew I could. I could knew what you were thinking. How about um, Thursdays? Like a Thursdays. One, yeah. Okay, Thursdays good. You want to do? Okay, the first let's Thursday? come up with something cute. I'll think about like let's do something fun with the title. Something Thursday. Okay. Like I don't know what, but I'll think about it. Do you want to do the first, second, third, or fourth Thursday? Goodness gracious, the pressure. How about the first? <laughs> the first. Okay. <laughs> We'll do the first Thursday of every month, starting in January, and it will just be anything you want to talk about, something that's happened, a a routine you're working on, anything. How fun is that? Carte blanche. Absolutely. We could both watch a movie, or we could both read a we could both read a book and talk about the book. We could do whatever. This is your hour. To shine. I've this never is had your, an hour to shine. I this am just co-hosting exciting. the show that night. This is your show that night. 
Okay, maybe we do something like Thursday Thoughts or Thursday. I don't know. I'm going to play around with that. So we you have play a, around a, a with great it name. And and we're just going to have fun with it because this is your time to really, really shine. Well, Yvonne, that is an honor, really, and a privilege for me, and I really appreciate it. I really do. You know how it is when you're starting out. You know, I don't have 130,000 followers. I have nine. No, I'm just kidding. I have more than that, but I probably have about 10,000. But um, it, it, it's, an, it's an honor. Like, you can have whoever you want on your show, and so to invite me to be a reoccurring guest is, I just want you to know, I don't take that lightly. I take that as a huge privilege, and I really thank you. Well, you're welcome, and it is my honor and my pleasure. As soon as I read off, I told you I did a deep dive on you. <laughs> if you if you haven't done a deep dive on me, I am a bounty hunter. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, so I can find out things that other people can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh and as soon God. as I started reading about you, I'm saying I want this woman on a regular basis because she's going to bring a, a another dimension to this show that is growing like crazy and like I said, it's not my show it's, it's everybody's show I'm I just mean, a okay Yvonne you know it's a really funny show I'm just throwing this out there I'm not trying to put negativity in the world I'm trying to put something funny you know what we could do we could read our funniest worst book reviews because they're so funny and ridiculous Oh, yeah, like, I read one, and then you read one. Like, some one person goes, this book doesn't have a plot. And I'm like, it's short stories, dude. Like, my book's not a novel. It's excellent. <laughs> and he's like, it doesn't have a plot. Like, that's hilarious. So that'd be funny. That'd that be a funny be show. That would be a fun segment. Yes, and then, we just talk, then you can laugh about it, and then the whole theme could be, look, you know, we put our heart and souls into these books, and people are saying this, and look, we're laughing at it because that's not who we are, and that's not the intentions of our work. Our our work was done in love to lift people up, and so if somebody can't enjoy it, we're gonna laugh about it. <laughs> put that on your list of to do on one of the shows. Okay, I, we won't do it on the first one because that would be probably too much. But you know, month three or four when they start to get to know me a little bit better, we'll we'll do it and we'll both do it and it'll yes, be, be so oh, funny. Hysterical, yeah. I know. I love it. <laughs> See, I knew I would love you. <laughs> it'll be so fun, and we should at some point we should get together on Skype so we can see each other and do like a funny video, and then we could promote you know promote it doing funny some funny videos. Oh, that would be fun. We'll work on that. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay, well, thank you so much. This was so fun. The hour went by. It felt like five minutes. I know it does. You're amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. You're amazing. I just, I feel like I've known you forever, and that's not something I do very often. I know. I wish you still lived in Georgia, but I could come see you in Florida. (laughs) Yes, you could. I have plenty of room. Yeah. We're in Florida. We can do a show, a live show from my studio. Oh my gosh, how fun would that be? That would be a hoot and a half. Yeah, we go to we go to Florida, you know, probably twice a year. We're in Florida. Oh, I'm going to the Keys. I'm going to the Keys in January. Oh, see, no, I'm on the way to the Keys. Oh, the Keys are nice. We tried to go last fall, but you know the hurricane. It was our hotel yeah, was underwater. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I love yeah. I love Key West. In fact, if you read the Pink Canary, which is my com- one of my comedy books. It's about a drag queen nightclub in Key West. Get out! Yeah. 
I'm going to get and it. And I had a premier drag queen help me with the book because she had to introduce me to the culture of drag queens to make it authentic. I would like to hear more about that. Well, there you go. There, we could talk about that on one of our shows, research, researching shows. Yep. You know a lot yep. about drag queens. Oh, it's hysterical. They are hysterical. <laughs> God bless them. They're living their true life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is going to be so much fun. Well, thank you so much. It was so fun. Now i got to go back to the real world. It sounds like you've got to go back tell to the your, real world, too. Tell your family I said thank you for sharing for an <laughs> hour. I appreciate it so much. And thank you for wanting to be a part of Off the Chain family. I'm so excited. I can't almost pee my pants. <laughs> if I jump up and down, I'm like you. I'm 47. If I jump up and down, I've had a baby. I'm going to pee. There you go. <laughs> Wait till you get 67 and gets worse. Oh, that's goodness. another show. That's another show. Things that things that fall apart after 40. Yep. Things that fall apart. Your ass is three inches lower. These are real. Mm-hmm. Ladies, prepare for these things. Exactly. And and um, your mind goes out to lunch and never returns. <laughs> um. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh yeah. This is Put that on your list. I'm gonna put it on my list. We're and and then we can maybe we could even ask. Beforehand, like on social media, we could tell them, you know, what, well, I, you know, I could. I don't want to make you do more work, but, um, you know, things that fall apart. Oh, that's it. We could do it. We could. Yeah. It'd okay. be funny. Because people be a- are like, you know, they, they never think it's going to happen to them. Like, I never thought I would need glasses. I never thought that my boobs would droop. But <laughs> they do. I mean, yeah, I, I got new have, ones, I used to work still. with a girl. Used to work with a girl, and she said that every morning, that before she would put on her bra, that she would have to roll her boobs up to get them into her bra <laughs> and sling them over her shoulder. It's rocks and socks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> rocks and socks. We could start a whole brand oh, of bras called this, Rocks and this Socks. This is going to be a hysterical Thursday. I know it's going to be the best day of the week. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know who your guests are, but they're all good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be fun. Yes. It's going to be lots of fun. All right, All my right. darling girls. I will. All right, well, have a great night, and thank you, you and I'll talk to you soon, and as soon as you post it, I'll post it. All right, baby, talk to you later. Okay, good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.